powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Game Over Vancouver. Uh, Canucks lose yet another game. We are now at 4-8-3, and three, which I think we can conclusively say is bad. And I am joined by one of my favorite hockey people and my Zone Time uh, co-panelist, Tic Tac Tomar. Hi. That was an interesting game, wasn't it? Also, for those who are watching and are confused, um, I'm not a Boston Bruins fan. I'm just a person who honors their promise and uh, got to my goal for Easter Seals. So thank you for those who donated. Uh, but yeah, wearing a Boston Boston Bruins shirt, uh, which is awkward. But hey, the Leafs won that game, which is not awkward, which is awesome. I would have been really upset um, if they lost, which, uh, sorry, Sam, but <laughs> glad they were able to pull, pull that one off. The Canucks gave you a nice little uh, panic attack to start i don't think you were very happy in the group chat when they went up to <laughs> nothing which i think we can all acknowledge they did not deserve to be up to nothing but i wasn't going to complain yeah i mean it's just like because especially after the game before um against pittsburgh where like the least didn't play horribly but they also didn't play like amazing and you know with all with all of the things that's happening like or surrounding the game you know the the Boris Alming um celebration tribute was was uh, was beforehand Sheldon Keefe had that great tribute you know starting all six players of uh, Swedish descent Swedish, Swedish descent um on the on the Leafs like that game and you know you think okay maybe things are going to go well or go go pretty well like i want to say it was like the first or second shift like the Leafs were just like in the Canuck zone, just like cycling the puck and getting chances. And then, you know, the puck rushes down the ice and after the, then they score and then they score again. And it's just like, okay, here it goes. Like, this is just like a, a um, like the Murphy's law, like formula of Leafs game where like, even when they're playing well, they're still losing the game. But, you know, to Sam's point um, that she's mentioned on, on, on Twitter a lot, uh, no lead is safe in vancouver land and you know we and we got we got to saw, see that firsthand so it was, it was cool it was pretty funny when they went up to nothing because we actually had the same reaction you were like oh my god here we go we're losing and i was like oh my god here we go we're gonna blow up the lead <laughs> yeah it's um, hilarious yeah yeah so two goals for the canucks in the first period three goals for the leafs in the second and uh frankly i don't think the canucks were very good at all this game i thought I thought the flow of the game was completely dominated by the Leafs. Um, the score was closer than it should have been. Spencer Martin was, you know, decent, put up a good Math- show. Matthew should have had a hat trick. Yeah. 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 Like absolutely. there were two two solid saves. So after after the first power play goal that Matthew scored, I want to say Spencer Martin made two solid saves on Matthews, one in the second and then another one in the third. So like yeah, like he was not the reason why the Canucks lost like at all. In, in fact, he to your point, Sam, he made it made it a lot better um, than it could have been. What did you think of the scoreless third period? That was see, and 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 this is this is the Leafs in me. I was waiting for the tying goal. I was waiting for it, and I thought Carter Garland was going to get it. Um, but you know, Shalgren AO deflects a shot. Um, Brock Besser had a, had a great chance, but it went off went off the post. So like the Canucks like had had their had their moments, and again, even though the third period was was greatly dominated by by the Leafs, like there was just stretches and stretches just in the offensive zone. I think the best thing thing about that it wasn't just like you know you know seamlessly like stretching and circling the puck, like the Leafs were like getting pucks on net, and actually creating chances, but. 
like in my soul i was waiting for it i was waiting for like the okay here comes the breakaway or here comes the the odd man rush that you know, that the canucks are going to use to tie the game but it didn't happen you know despite the power plays timothy ligrin takes a delay, delay of game penalty um zach Aston reese gets called for running into a uh, hoglander that was an, an interesting call but yeah, you know the, the Leafs. They all they they attacked. They were able to, to defend when they can't when they could. Um, yeah, I was I, to be honest, I was really surprised that um one that they couldn't get another one. And I think that speaks to again you know, what Spencer Martin was able to do and you know gave the Canucks the best the best chance to stay in the game. But you know, hey, hey, we're, it worked out well. But yeah, I was really surprised there wasn't any more goals. Yeah, I think I, I was surprised the Leafs didn't run up the score a little bit more. But like like you said, Spencer Martin uh, from Oakville playing in front of family and friends tonight had a really good performance. Uh, Bo Horvat scored the first goal. Uh, I like to say his girl dad energy. Can um, I ask you a question? Yeah. What team is Bo Horvat going to be on? And I like, I can't even deal with this. Because <laughs> he's, he's having a great start to the year. And it's just like, huh. The funniest thing is that... If you go back to Canucks, even like the Canucks official Twitter account, if you look at any tweet they had in the first few weeks, everyone was hating on Bo Horvat for some reason. They were like, Horvat is having a terrible start to the season. He shouldn't be the captain. He's awful, blah, blah, blah. Like, get rid of him. The man is currently on pace for 71 goals this season. He is only only behind Connor McDavid in terms of goal scoring. He is yeah. the second leading goal scorer in the league. And uh, I think very possibly because they decided to commit $8 million a season for seven years to JT Miller, who they thought was going to be their 1C, they are now actually going to lose their arguably 1 or 2C. Like if you want to you have an argument about Bo Horvat or Elias Pettersson being the 1C, then whatever. But it's clearly not JT Miller anymore. Like he was taken off and put on the wing again tonight. Guy can't play defense to save his life, which we'll come back to in the second segment. <laughs> I um, mean, at least at least Miller scored. He you know he did his yeah he did his job, right? But so the point though is like I get it. He's a point per game player. He's a point per game player. He's scoring, but like he has more. He has been on the ice for more goals against than goals he has scored. So like at this point, what like. Anyways, we'll we'll come back to this. We'll come back to this in the second <laughs> segment. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of Bo will be on the Rangers. Man, that's not fair. That that's not yeah, fair. That's not, they fair. Even, that's not fair. But like, like I think acquiring Bo Horvat, like whether it's like yeah, you know, it's any point between in the season or if it's like a trade deadline deal, like that's like a that's a trade that like takes a team and kind of puts them on the next level again, considering who he is overall and what he's been doing this season. And for a team like the Rangers, who probably is in a go for it year, considering again, what they were, what they did last year and you know, how they look this year. That makes a lot of sense. Like what he makes like what five, five, something like five, 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 five. Yeah. So like, yeah, they can make the money work and, you know, and, Considering that you know the Rangers had their years of like we're going to be bad, they should have like you know the the prospects or or whatever to do so. But and it yeah, makes sense for him better. like if he wants to go somewhere where he has a shot of winning in the next couple of years as opposed exactly. to wherever he is right now. Yeah, or just on a team that like that that you know is going to have a deep run. Like may not may yeah. not you may not be convinced they're going to win, but like hey, like let, let me like you know 
performing, kind of put on a show for at least a round or two in the playoffs, and then I can drive up my price in free agency because, you know, GMs like to lose their mind. Hey, you had one great playoff round. Here is nine million over eight years. Yeah. <laughs> it's out of nowhere, so we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what what he garners. A lot of, lot of Devils fans I've seen saying they want Horvat, the team who should have originally drafted him. Um, I, w- I want to see... This is my own bias. I want to see if Colorado can take a run at him. Obviously, their cap space is constrained. But, oh, that would make the most sense. But that's, you know, Eric Johnson's contract is up at the end of the year. So that's that's another team where that would make sense. Their top six is has taken a step back this year. And so I think that's that's a team where if they make that work, that would be scary. Yeah, because who's their, who's their 2C right now? Is it Evan, Evan Rodriguez? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Colorado does make a lot of sense as frustrating as that as that would be. I'm not gonna lie, and I know Julian Julian McKenzie like uh gives me gives me crap for this all the time, but like I did have a small epiphany of Bo Horvat in a Leafs jersey. That'd be cool. That'd be sick. Imagine like Matthews, Tavares, Horvat, Camp. Where are you getting the money for him? I I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I once, once we signed the big four to their deals, I, I, and I've, I've been, and when I like envision trades, I've stopped like focusing on the money. This is more just like a, this would be cool. And then I look at cap yeah. friendly. I'm like, okay, that wouldn't work. <laughs> so the, the, the beauty of being a least fan for sure. All right. We're going to pivot into our second segment, which is, you know, kind of an ongoing story. And I asked Omar to tell me uh, what he thought the Canucks ongoing story or one big thing he noticed. And he was a, uh, I think I believe what he said was they can't defend for I don't actually know if I'm allowed to swear, but I'm going to do it. Uh, they can't defend for shit was yeah. I think your exact words. Um, Literally, but yeah. Before we before we spin into that second segment, I'm going to thank our biggest partner, Sports Interaction. Uh, Want to bet you can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sports book. Football continues. Basketball is back and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Um, sorry, Avery's, Avery and Julian, I think, are roasting you in, roasting That's... You in the chat. Oh, oh, yeah. only in the chat. Avery, Julian and Avery wrote. Julian and Avery, I I love those two, but like with all my all, all my heart and soul. That being said, sometimes there are moments when like things happen to the Leafs, and I can just like hear Julian's laugh in my head. It's such a it's such a distinct laugh. Like Julian says that um that Adam Wild has like has like a you know a great laugh, and he does. It's one of the most contagious laughs ever. But like. When Julian McKenzie, Julian and Avery, when those two laugh, yeah. it's like a laugh that like that like connects spirits. And anytime, so when the Leafs were losing that game, I could just hear them laughing from from Alberta. I could, I could hear it in my soul. So you know what? That's cool. It's fine. And I know I'm gonna. I know I keep getting flack for for that thing I said on Zone Time. What and, you know, can you, hopefully... can, for people who don't watch Zone Time, oh, a, watch, I, the, I, a, watch Zone Time. You should okay, do it. I, it's I, great, I and I'm have. not just plugging it because I'm on it. I shouldn't um, have brought that up. But <laughs> in case you missed it, we did season predictions, and Omar's prediction for who would win a cup this year was the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, I, okay, <laughs> I, I, okay. Well, the question was, um, 
what is your Stanley Cup final? And I said the Leafs and Flames with the Leafs winning. Yeah. Now, I may have done the Leafs thing. However, it was mostly I had not watched the game yet. I had not watched a single game yet. This is like before like preseason training camp. And I guess my perspective was just like, you know what? This this truly is like the all or nothing season where like if they don't do anything this year, like changes are going to happen with like, you know, who knows what will happen to Dubis or or Keith or whatever. So like this really is the all or nothing season. And I thought, you know what? Screw it. This I I and I never do this. Yeah, anytime you know. we anytime we talk, I always say like, oh, you know, Colorado or like Tampa. I've never said the least because I I know I understand. I I, I watch it. I've, I've been a fan for the longest time, so I know what happens when once playoff hockey starts. But there's just something I just felt something different. I felt felt maybe this was the year where you know they wouldn't just win one round. Maybe they win a couple. And then the season started and I watched them play and I was like, oh, my God, I was so wrong. But, you know, it's still it's November. Who knows? Right. St. Louis. St. Louis is lost. It's it's not as bad of a prediction as uh, Anthony Stewart saying that Jack Campbell's going to win the Vezina. So there you go. Yeah, that's a what 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 was that? um, That account that like kind of goes back and looks at like like bad hockey uh, takes like free, like freezing cold takes or something. uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's that and a, also hockey hockey tweets that precede unfortunate events. Yes, yeah, that those two definitely sort of circle that idea. And you know yeah. what? Bless Jack. Jack, it, it it sucks. I hope I hope you figure it out, man. But um, it, it's been a tough run for him so far, for sure. Yeah. Well, back to back to my ongoing story, which is the Canucks blue line is bad. The Canucks overall defense is bad. As somebody who is not a regular watcher of the Canucks. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on, on on the Canucks defense this game? There are okay. So one of the most frustrating things that's happened this season is that teams have really, I don't want to say they've learned, but they've they've noticed tendencies that the Leafs do, especially especially in the offensive zone, and they've been able to uh, counter that and work against that. I think that's that's one of the main reasons why Matthews five on five scoring has been so just so down this year. Yes. It's unluckiness and his you know, shooting percentage is very low. And obviously at some point it'll balance out. But like teams overall have done a really good job of clogging up the middle of the ice for the Leafs because we like to, you know, find find open um open people in the slot, you know, give them time to kind of have some skill plays there, cross like cross ice playoff passes, cross slot passes, all that type of stuff. So it's been very difficult to have that time and space to do that. So when I saw how much space Matthews had on that on his goal. My jaw dropped and then I saw it again and then again and then again. And then it happened even, even Tavares. Tavares had an amazing look to score um, where Kerfoot was handling the puck along the, along the left wall. And then Tavares is in the slot, like, like with the beaver tail, like, like wanting the puck and no one covered him. Like he, he was there alone. Like there was like an empty box around Tavares and no one was covering him. He had an open shot. So that's why he was like, so frustrated that he missed because like it was uncute, uncontested. He had all he had all the time, all all the space. And then when you think of like the the Engvall goal, he was which is just like on the ice. Like I'm, I'm like watching, I'm like watching this, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? And and granted, yes, the, the Leafs are not like freaking defensive stalwarts. Like no, like there are moments where like 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 this. I want to say like one of the power plays in the first period, like Bo Horvat just like snapped. 
and just like like busted through both Barner, Matthews, and Tavares and got a chance on Shalgren. So like the Leafs aren't perfect, but like man, the space that the, that the Canucks allow like star players is shocking. So when I'm watching poor poor Brucey Brudro like scream and like drop like every f bomb, like every other word is the f word when he's talking to the team. I'm like man, I I don't blame him. Like it was like shocking. Like when it comes to to when it came to like generating scoring chances, like in the slot, I think this is one of the easiest times the Leafs have had, which again speaks to how good how good uh, how good Martin was today. Yeah, and I don't know if you follow um, follow the Canucks defense. I, it's like it's it's very hard for me to call it the Canucks defense because they don't really do much other than <laughs> other than the one the ones who play on the blue line. Yeah, call it yeah. That. <laughs> um, but for whatever reason, the Canucks continue to put Riley Stillman in. And he is not good. Like, both Kyle Burrows and Jack Rathbone have played better games this season for whatever reason, cannot get into the lineup. And Stillman is not good. And the other person who I thought was atrocious tonight, and like, I'd love to see scratched over one of those guys. I, I get that he's making, like, $8.25 million. Oliver Ekman Larson. Mm. Here's another thing, too. Um, the person that I was scared about the most did like nothing i didn't even i didn't notice him at all like Ilya mikhaev did like nothing yeah. and and it was funny because the broadcasters were talking about like oh they they, they put mikhaev on the top line though for, for his speed i'm like i didn't notice him once like he had like one moment um i think where he was kind of like battling with kerford a little bit like heading towards the net but like besides that like nothing like petterson i only noticed petterson when um when he had a shot blocked by jordy ben like and I'm sorry, let's go back. Jordy Ben, so that end of the game right there. Like, like, yes, as a Leafs fan, like I'm like, I'm I'm waiting for like, you know, things to kind of things for a mistake to be made. But when Jordan T when Jordan T Ben scored the goal, which ended up being the game winner, like that's that was a well-timed timeout because like I man, man, and again, he was then again another another thing, Jordy Ben defender having all the time and space to go right in front of the net and just get this puck that ricochets off the boards and just score like easy tapping. So like, I, I don't know. Like, it's playing style is definitely one thing, but like, yeah, when it comes to like the actual roster, roster decisions too, it's like, Hey, what the heck is going on? If I actually run a random question, how old is Riley Stillman? Is he a, is he an older person? Great question. It um, might be one of those like, Oh, veteran. I thought for sure in that trade mm-hmm. he was like basically going to play for their AHL team, but no. Yeah. The like, only I think thing the I only... know about Riley Stillman is that he's Corey Stillman's kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that the only like defenseman who had like a decent game was like Luke Shen. Yeah. And yeah. Another person who I thought was in a score because, you know. But, I mean, uh... he did all the work on that first Bo Horvat goal. Yeah, literally. So, man, like. Uh, it it's it definitely Stillman's 24 says the chat oh thank wow. you major moose okay well but hey it's a loss and it's a, a loss when it comes to defense but sam i've been telling you this since the beginning of the season after this loss the canucks are now let's see just looking at the league standings they are now four seven and three with 11 four, points. eight and three four eight four, and three now three going in yeah okay wicked so so that means Assuming things have changed, that they are still 28th in the league. 
And that is good Connor Bedard numbers. Connor Bedard. Listen, I'm just saying, Connor Bedard. If you are bad this year, be bad. Yeah. Just 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 leave it. If I'm if I'm Chicago, I'm I'm seething. If I'm Arizona, is Arizona still in a playoff spot? I am I am I am mad. Philly, I've I've talked about Philly. I don't know what the heck they're doing, but Vancouver, they're in that sweet spot. Yeah. So yeah, right now it sucks. But listen, Connor Bedard. That's all. Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard is apparently selling out WHL games everywhere he goes. The WHL commissioner said today he's never seen anything like it. So yes, I'm with you. If they're going to be bad, this is the year to be bad. And like, mm-hmm. even as a Canucks fan who I'm telling you now, they're never going to have a first overall pick. They're not going to get Connor Bedard. Gary Bettman will never let that happen. This is still the year <laughs> because you could get Mishkov or Fantilli who are who would be number one in any other year. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to mm-hmm. be bad, this is the time to do it. And like, yep. I don't want to get told I'm not a real fan for this. I think that's, first of all, don't ever tell anyone they're not a real fan. It's a really stupid position to take. But, not a real fan for what, though? Oh, for wanting them to lose so that they get a higher draft pick. That makes no sense. All the players you love, all the players that you love in this league were at- obtained, like the superstar players. Yeah. Unless, you know, we have a great, great draft in the department. All those star players were obtained from the lottery. Crosby, Matthews, McDavid, McKinnon, like stop it! You're not a real fan. That makes no that makes no yeah. sense. And you know what? If that doesn't make if that doesn't make you a real fan, then fine, that's cool. Because Matthews, you saw it firsthand what a first overall pick can do. Yes. Oh, but the Leafs haven't won anything. I, yeah. Okay, you're right. But still, like a player like Bedard, man, that's freaking game changing. So. Yeah. This is Allow this it. is the season to do it. Um, yeah, I hate when people say that. I think, I think I've said this before. I want the Canucks. You know, if you're going to start the season as poorly as they did, just keep going. Like yep. you're already there. We're we're used to it. You've like been accidentally terrible for eight years. Why not <laughs> just set a record? I want them to set a record for losing. Yeah, and then just tell everyone, hey, this is part of the plan. Mr. I mean, Rutherford, why why did you do this? It was, all, it was all part of the plan. Don't worry. Everything. Everything. That, 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 there was a moment where the camera like was focused on um on Rutherford. I think it was after like the tying goal, maybe. Yeah. And like he looks so upset. I'm like, no, dude, come on, smile. This is Perfect. good. This is great. This is this is what you want. Believe me. This yeah. is what you want. Unless you know you fall to like eighth or ninth or tenth or whatever. But... Which you know, if judging on the Canucks history. Entirely yeah, within yeah. the realm of possibility. <laughs> okay, uh, moving into our third segment. I want to ask you. Mm. And if you if you don't already follow Omar, please go follow Omar on Twitter at Tic Tac Tomar, one of the best followers on hockey Twitter. Thanks, um, I try. Also, please follow SD at SDPN Sports. Um, don't follow me. I'm very annoying. Um, <laughs> follow follow omar follow sdpn don't follow unfollow me Um, (laughs) unfollow me (laughs) at the beginning of the season when there was a lot of angst in leafs nation and you know it's kind of comes and goes Mm. i put up a poll where i asked if bruce boudreau would get fired first or if sheldon keith would get fired first what are your thoughts on the coaching situations now as as it stands 
Um, so it, it, it's very interesting because the the situations are similar, but they're also different. Um, they're similar in the sense of expectations, right? Like the Canucks expected to be better this year. They expect, I'm assuming they expected to be, you know, in the playoff hunt. And when you look at the Pacific division, which has, hasn't been dangerous for a while, like, you know, the floor was open for them to, con- to contest for a playoff spot. Um, and the Leafs have expectations because they're the Leafs and they've had these great players for the longest time, but we can't get out, the, get out of the, uh, the freaking first round. Um, but at the same time, there's the there's a difference when it comes to the dynamic between GM and coach. Whereas, you know, in Toronto, Dubis and Keith have a strong relationship. You know, they won together in, in the in the, Mar- uh, in the AHL with the Marlies. You know, they've been working together for the longest time. Whereas in Vancouver, like Bruce, you know, Brudro was hired and then Rutherford came in. And it does it's never seemed as if Rutherford and, and Brudro have kind of seen eye to eye. And there's been never been a moment where like Rutherford's kind of like, I don't know, reestablish his confidence in his, in his reassurance and Boudreaux on what he's doing. It's always kind of seemed very like standoffish or it just, it just isn't there. So from I that actually sense, take a step further, I think Rutherford's been flat out, I think borderline unprofessional in his public comments about Bruce Boudreaux. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so you look at that and it's just like, okay, well, I think Brudro's probably probably going to be the person to go, but as we've talked about, like you know, on uh, in many different many different platforms, many different outlets, like the coaching, you know, with, you know, Sam and I've been talking about, like you know, the, the defending and the positioning and and be putting players in different situations, but like the players that the team has right now just isn't working and the collective of what they're trying to do isn't working. And it's an issue that goes beyond Bruce Brudrow. Like Sammy made the joke that like Scotty Bowman could be, could be coaching and they still be losing the game. And I don't think that's hyperbole whatsoever. So the issues on the team are far beyond the coach. And, and if you're going to fire the coach to have the same result where they were, they're going to continue to lose. Then it doesn't really make sense to fire him. Just leave him there again. Connor freaking Bedard, man. Like, I I feel like at some point they just need to realize, listen, this season sunk. We tried it. We thought it was going to work. It wasn't. Let's just be bad. Let Bo Horvat score as many goals as he wants to. We're trading him at the deadline. We'll get a whole bunch of picks and stuff for him. That'd be great. So I think, but I, so I think it will end up being Boudreaux because again of how like open Rutherford has been, been, uh, been about it. I don't think that's the right call. But I don't. I definitely don't see a realm where Keith is fired mid-season unless it's like horribly wrong. And Keith has not had a perfect year. Like there have been a lot of things that Keith's been doing this season that's kind of made me like you know raise my eyebrows and stuff. And and even like this game was the first game where he finally like s- split up Matthews and Marner uh, to see to see how things can go there. So like has it been perfect? There have been some ups and downs, but like. In actuality, I think it's going to end up being Brudro, but I don't think that's going to really do anything or have the effect that the Canucks want. Yeah, I I find the whole dynamic in Vancouver really strange. Like, Rutherford just consistently pins losses on Brudro and the system and having a bad training camp. Dude, it's Mm. November. It's November the 12th. Like, forget about training camp. I don't care. Like, that's, that's not the issue. Like, he's... Rutherford has been honest in the past about how poor this roster construction is and for whatever reason now he's decided that Boudreaux is the fall guy I get it he's not your guy you didn't hire him he's ownership's guy but like 
I find the public comments he makes about him really off-putting. And mm. I it's a bit tone-deaf in a market where Boudreaux is shockingly popular for a coach. Mm-hmm. And also in a market where I think everyone knows he probably isn't going to get fired because they are literally still paying Travis Green. Like, what are you going to do? Pay two coaches to not coach and hire another guy so that you could maybe get another, like, new coach bump? Yeah, and then who would you even hire, right? Like, like everyone's going to say, like, oh, Barry Trotz. But, like, again, Barry Trotz, like, has a system that's the defense first. And the Dude, Canucks don't have T Miller play in a Barry Trotz. The Canucks <laughs> the Canucks just don't have the players to do that. And it's the same thing when people say, like, oh, the Lee should fire Keith and hire Trotz. We don't have the player personnel that can fit that or can facilitate that. And even if they do end up changing that, then that just kind of loses like a big aspect of what the team is made up of. There's a disconnect there. Yeah. So Okay, you fire Brujo, then who's going to replace him? And again, the, yeah, are, are you going to be, you want to pay two coaches to not not coach with you and then bring on, bring on another person? And Barry Trotz, again, assuming he's the person, he's the answer, like not going to come cheap, especially because there's probably a lot of NHL teams who would want him to be the coach. So I don't know. I, it does, it really. Barry Trotz, do you even want exactly to coach this team? like why? Yeah. The GM's popping off on you all the time, like blaming losses on you when it's, when, when it's clearly the, the construction of the team, like it, it's, I don't want to say it's a mess, man, but like they're the Canucks just need a freaking direction. They just need to commit to whatever they're going to do. If you're going to try to, if you're, if you're honestly continuously trying to be good. Okay. Accept the fact that it's not working. And if you're not going to be trying to be good, then cool. Then just stick with that plan. You draft, you get a top three pick or whatever, and then you move on from there. But Right now, this like limbo that they're doing, where like they're trying to win, and sometimes they play well, and other times they they don't. Like, it's just not working. And I think now the best op- the best thing you need to do is just find a way to, I don't know, to to get something from this. You have to try to get JT Miller to be better. You just sign him for eight years or seven, seven or eight, whatever. Seven years, sign- million. Yeah, man. Like you, you have to find. You have year, to. Though. Oh man, you have to find a way to make that work, right? You know so, what the best and- way to make that work, like my dream scenario, mm. is um, Miller keeps on going with his point per game pace, right. keeps scoring goals. We just all forget about his defensive flaws. His no trade clause doesn't kick in until the new contract kicks in. Does just he have a f- wait? Does he have a full new a full no move? I can't remember if it's full or if it's like 15 teams, but there's no um, way, man. But it doesn't kick until next year. So they should have traded him last is, year. <laughs> this, I can't, I can't. I yeah. can't. The, oh, only, the only good thing is that he's still on a point per game pace and you could probably foist him off on someone else who wants to win now and like could use the scoring. Yeah, exactly. And would not care about the deal. Hmm. What's Edmonton's cap like? I know. Ken Holland would not care. Ken, oh, Ken Holland, Holland like, absolutely would not care. Yeah, he'd be like, you know what? Avery's this is one time. The chat. This one time where I, this one time, where I was, you know, I, you know, I used to coach. I used to be the GM of uh, Detroit, and uh, we needed a player. We needed a good player, and we got that player. So because of that, I'm going to do the same thing and get, and get JT Miller. I mean, it's oh, not. Ken, like what about what about his contract? Right? I don't know. Maybe that could work. That'd be funny. That's genius. 
Uh, everyone in the chat, manifest it. JT Miller to Edmonton. <laughs> JT Miller to the Edmonton. Yeah, Ken why not? Holland, do it. Pull the trigger. That actually collapsed laughing at that happen now. Dude, it would like, be oh so my. funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, congratulations on the win. Uh, if you guys thank are you. if you guys are watching, uh, hit like, subscribe uh, to the show. Uh, follow Omar at Tic Tac Omar at SDPN Sports. I'm at Samantha CP underscore. Uh, the Canucks play back to back. They play the Bruins tomorrow. Demko is in net. Um, yeah, I like I laughed when you see you're wearing the Boston shirt because I was like, oh, of course. Like, first of all, it's yeah. the Canucks, and second of all, they're playing them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it worked out. Um, but hey, worth yeah. it. Yeah, it was for a good cause. Everyone watch the Canucks play tomorrow. I am hoping for a repeat of the time they beat the Bruins nine to three. The Bruins deserve it after the last few <laughs> weeks. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was good to see you guys. Pray for Connor Bedard. Pray to J- JT Miller. And we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>